cosmic voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business with your hosts, Chris Natalie and Nick Michaels. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cosmic Voice. This is Season 2, Episode 19. I am here with my co-host, Chris Natalini. What's up, everyone? And I am Mick Michaels. Welcome back to another exciting episode here in space as we float around COVID-free. How you doing, pal? Doing great, dude. How about you? Fantastic. Do, do people still say awesome sauce? Because I'm doing awesome sauce. Awesome sauce sounds good to me. You know, again, okay. All right. awesome sauce sounds good to me because we are COVID free. Here in That's space, right. COVID can't live. Neither can anything nope. else. But at the same time, what better place to be? <laughs> That's my philosophy up here. So you're all right? Everything exciting or what? What's yeah, happening man, with that, you? Nothing exciting, you know. It's uh, it's getting warmer. Oh, it's getting warmer every day. I can start to feel getting that humidity. Warmer. Probably when this show airs, it's going to be a little past that time. But we just got done celebrating uh, May the 4th be with you. And yes. today, you know, today as we record this, it is Revenge of the 5th, if they're still calling that. I know they're doing something with the 6th. It's like a whole week thing now. They do it for the It's Revenge first... of the Sith, my brother. Revenge. That is today. Yeah, that is t- or, yeah, today. Very... As we're recording. Yes. So it's very exciting as a as a Star Wars geek since 77. That's me. I'm very excited about it. And, you know, I was just talking to my daughter on May the 4th, and I said, you know, years ago, this literally was... A Star Wars geek thing. Everybody used to make fun of it. Oh, look at these guys with their lightsabers and robes and stuff. And now it's a worldwide thing. Everybody (laughs) embraces it. Everybody. Everybody. Newsletters attached to it. Hospitals, may the fourth be with you. It's all over TV. It's like, it's craziness. It's crazy. It's like the coolest thing since sliced bread. However, like 20 years ago, it's like, look at these geeks. You know what I mean? Totally agree, bro. You know, when I changed all my social media profile pictures to... You know, May the 4th, all my non-Star Wars friends just sent me messages with eyes rolling and really. And yeah, now everybody grabs day. a baby Yoda and, they, you yep. know, everybody's got to yep. be cool. You know what I mean? So it's 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 just craziness. It's just craziness. So Disney Plus put some really cool new Star Wars things I know, on. I know. I know. Yesterday. Yeah, I know. Like three or four new things, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. so it's um, – I'm still – listen, I'm a little behind on certain things. I'm actually trying to finish the last season, the Disney season of The Clone Wars. I'm just about halfway oh, through. I so really good. enjoyed that series a ton. And, so uh, good. Yeah. You know, I'm looking forward to just kind of moving from one to the other. Keeps you busy. By that time yep. – now, I don't binge watch the same way as everybody else does, but I think Disney does a thing where they just release – they don't release it like Netflix all at one time, right? It's once a week. No, yeah, they release it one episode a week. Right, they, so it yeah. keeps people coming back. So yeah. pretty much this stuff will, yep. will lead you right into yeah. uh, the book of Boba Fett or whatever they're calling it, right into the new Mandalorian. Yep. So it's pretty yep. exciting. It keeps, you know, uh, I'm also a Trekkie too, so I, I get into all that stuff. I've been since I was a, a young kid as well. So, I, I you know, I love that. I, I You know the fact that... Whenever it was, was it over the summer or something? They did that um, Grubhub 
commercial with Mark Hamill and Patrick Stewart. Yes. Again, for a space geek, that is the <laughs> coolest thing <laughs> the that coolest. you could possibly it was the do. Thing. Yeah, it's like that is just awesome. And I wish they did it with other characters, like you know, maybe yeah, that would have been cool. You know, Han Solo and and uh, I don't know who the hell's left on that end. I guess you'd have to do uh, George Takei or some. Oh my, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean. But that kind so of you, stuff. You being a Trekkie, is there is there a special Trekkie day like there is for? Uh, well, there's the there's first contact day that was just um, a couple weeks ago in April. Oh, okay. Um, they do have like a Star Trek day, and again, I can't remember the exact date, unfortunately, because it doesn't roll off the tongue like May the Fourth be with you. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, I usually do post it on um, on my oh, Facebook page. Attention. You know what I mean? Along with my Christmas countdown. Yeah, and listen, you know what I mean? Before you know it, it's going to be Christmas here. in July. I know. Here we go. Spencer's <laughs> listening. Christmas in July. You know, the Hallmark Channel plays it all month long. But every Friday, you can catch it. And I've already convinced my family this year we're going to celebrate Christmas in July and do present pass it along. So we're going to do a kind of like, you know, like a Pollyanna thing. But we're going to steal from the, the Who's and Whoville. And everybody just kind of gets a present and you pass it to the person beside you and you pretty much get stuck with whatever it is but anyway it's just something fun you know what i mean nice you know what i mean ho ho don't you know christmas comes (laughs) early at my house hey and for those people who care i'm halfway to halloween baby All right, listen, we could go on this forever, but this isn't why people tune in. They tune in for music talk and nothing but business. I that don't know, is correct. I don't know if we get any business done, but there's a lot of talk. <laughs> a lot of talk and a badge. That's what's happening here. Thank you, Mr. Al Capone. All right, so today, as part of our ongoing series, and this is our part three, our continuation And if you haven't caught part one and part two, please check them out. But this is part three of influential artists or bands who we feel have really shaped the modern music industry. And today we're focusing on the women in the music industry that we feel had a huge impact overall. What do you think, buddy? What do you got? Love it. Love it. So first on my list... She is the singer of a band, and I'm keeping the band out of it because she now is the only original member, and that is Chrissy Hine from The Pretenders. I think it was around 94, Madonna had did an interview, and uh, she said she had seen Chrissy Hine play, and she said that it gave her courage and inspiration to see a, a woman be successful in a man's world. You know, Chrissy had a killer voice. It was, you know, it was different. It was kind of raspy, a little on the deep end. You know, the Pretenders were cool. They kind of had a rock, a little bit of punk rock to them. And, uh, you know, obviously they were huge through the 80s with the era of MTV. Uh, you know, it was a coin in my pocket or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I pretty much played every half hour on the half hour. <laughs> well, that's when yeah. they only had like 12 videos, so you had no choice. <laughs> that's true, too. Yeah, that's true. You know, through the 70s, through the 80s, they were very inspirational. And she showed that she could rock with the guys, man. And uh, her voice was just unbelievable. It was just so different, so unique. She had a a subtle edge to her as a rocker. You know what I mean? Again, she had that look. You know, she had the bangs in her eyes type of stuff. You know, she played guitar. And there was a tough attitude to her. 
Yes. Right? And she really yes. brought that persona. It was instantaneously recognizable. And Total. when her voice started in the song, you knew exactly who it was, where it was going, in terms of there was going to be yeah. some punch for There was a little bit of an attitude. But again, it was a subtle attitude, you know? But yeah. she, she didn't hide it. Like, you know what I mean? She wore that rocker attitude on her sleeve. And I, just, I always, yeah, I always dug them. Honestly... If it wasn't for MTV, and MTV was kind of instrumental for many of those bands, it yeah, gave yeah. a national face to like like you you got the presence of the band. You really picked up on it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yep. they were one of yep. those bands that I think MTV helped explode more. Like it really opened up their audience. Like people were like, "Whoa!" You know what I mean? They really picked yeah. up on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. those deep into the scene knew about them, and they were you yeah. know. Like I said, it just put a kind of a face to the name. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and they were one of those bands that took advantage of it early on. Like you said, that video was played all the time. All the time. And all the time. It just kind of started setting them apart. Like they yeah. weren't a they weren't a penny candy band. They were no. serious. No. They were serious about what they did. They had a good groove to it. So yeah, I agree with you. As a guitar playing singer, it really set the stage for a lot of female artists. Yeah, usually with Chrissy Hines in a conversation, we really don't talk about her guitar playing. Uh, you know, we're always just talking about her singing and, you know, the, the string of hits that the Pretenders had. And, you know, she was a really good guitar player, very solid and, and uh, you know, just kind of kept that rhythm going yeah. and a great songwriter, obviously. And, uh, yeah, they, they don't really, you don't hear much about her guitar playing than you do her singing. No, it's well. Listen, you don't really hear much about Bruce Springsteen's guitar playing. I mean, actually, well, years true. ago, that's true. Yeah. you know, that's when true. I when I was younger, and even you know, during his Born in the USA days or whatever, I, I was always like, well, he really isn't that great of a guitar player, you know. I mean, you know, but I guess he didn't have to be. And the idea, you know, the whole idea is like, and there's a lot of that today that. The artist has to be this, like, like if you're singing, you have to be a great guitar player, or, you know, or all this kind of stuff. I mean, you could be a flute player, you know what I mean? And it, the flute just doesn't fit your music style, but, you know, whatever yeah. the case may be, that doesn't mean you don't understand. Listen, whatever they did, they did as a unit for the song, and it wasn't about, like, hey, we're showcasing my guitar skills. It was, this is the song, and that's what they did. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's just my thing. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree, bro. Yeah. This is Stephen Pearson from Rat, the Rat Bastard. You're listening to a Cosmic Voice. I went back a little further. Ella Fitzgerald. Listen. Oh. First Lady of Song, right? Oh. I, there's nothing that I can really say that hasn't already been said. And even that's, you know, that's before my time. This is an artist who had over 200 albums recorded. Do you realize the magnitude of that? That is that's I mean, amazing. That's bro. amazing. Nobody yeah, that's listen, amazing. Nobody does that. No, no. Nobody does that. Nobody does no. that. 14 Grammys. 40 million albums sold <sighs> worldwide. That's incredible. To me, that's just amazing. You know, and again, not to mention that what she did for women, African Americans, I mean, she was the first African American to win multiple Grammys. And that was yeah. in 1958 yeah. on the original show. I mean, that in itself at a time at was a time like that, unprecedented. Yeah. You know, yeah. not to mention super talented. I mean, again, yeah. she got the title First Lady of Song. You know, listen, again, let's go back and, and look at it like that is the groundwork for what pop music is today. Yeah. And for a lot of people, and I'm not saying everyone, but for a lot of people, it's overlooked. 
in the generations today, a lot of what transpired to make our world the way it is, is often overlooked, forgotten about, or unknown. Because people just, it, as the further it gets from them, right, from that, that starting point, from ground zero, the less people remember about it, the less people talk about it. Now, there are yeah. people that talk about it. I'm not saying that there's not, right? There are specific people that will talk about it and make sure that it stays in the public consciousness, but not the majority. And that's, you know, the further we get. I mean, our country is prime example of it. Our students know less about World War One, World War Two, even Vietnam, and they should know more, but they know less than they right. did, say, when the previous two generations were in school and so on and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. And I realized that, you know, history starts to become overloaded with so many great things. But I think there's a lot of highlights that people should be aware of. And music, if you're involved in music, then you should at least know who these people are. Even if you just scratch the surface to say, yeah. no, I don't know who they are. I'm not aware of them. I think is a disservice not only to that person, to that artist, but to all the people they inspired and to yourself because... You're not connecting the dots. And yeah. we've talked about this before. I mean, really, everything that's been ever done has been done, right? Yeah. Artists now, yeah. today, as modern technology tries to push the envelope, things have been done already. We're just trying yeah. to create a new approach to doing the same old, same old, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. these people established, what they established, I should say, is just phenomenal when artists do things today, you're kind of like, well, you know, the technology allows that and we can do this and we can do that. I mean, so many artists now talk about the reach because of social media, the Internet. They didn't have that then. This is word of mouth. This is that's 200 albums. They usually talk about my band and how much material we haven't done 200 albums. Yeah, right. I, I'm just I'm sweating right now thinking about what 200 albums would be like trying to do with my guys. It's amazing, too, because it takes years. You know, at this point, 2021, it takes years to put a record together. I mean, she's pumping out 200. I yeah. mean, that's, you know, that's, that's just pretty amazing. That's just amazing. That's just amazing. She kind of set the standard. Again, I'm, I just I just truly believe that. Just opened up channels for many artists of all races and colors to do what they're doing today. That's my first choice. My second choice is Anne and Nancy Wilson of Heart. You know, Heart pretty much stole the 80s, really. 35 million records worldwide, had 20 top 40 singles and seven top 10 albums. They earned four Grammy nominations and a four-decade span of top 10 albums, and that is a record for a female-fronted band. I mean, they were a powerhouse. Her vocals, guitar playing, songwriting, they just had it all. And they dominated the 80s. And, you know, of course, they were together in the 70s and they had a hit record then. But they just dominated the 80s and that stuff is still being played today. And it's just as good. It has stood the test of time. Oh, yeah. Anne's voice is unbelievable. Unbelievably matched. Oh, my God. Uh, Even today. Even today. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, you know, Nancy is a she is an amazing guitar player. Very uh, underappreciated as a guitar player. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, because she's not then, a lead, she's not a lead guitar player. She plays acoustic. She's amazing. She's amazing. And she's a phenomenal she's a, vocalist. And she is. Yeah. You're right. I, th I think it's one of those things where through the 80s, you know, they were more concentrated on their looks, yeah. unfortunately, and they really didn't get the respect oh, they I deserve I was. as artists and musicians. You couldn't deny their looks. I mean, you couldn't deny their no, looks in the 70s. No, you couldn't deny their looks. They defined what women in rock, hard rock, they defined it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, Barracuda. I mean, come on. Are you kidding me? I know. I still get chills listening to it. I can listen to that song over and over again. The voice is amazing. I know. When I, you know, sometimes when I hear crazy on you, her voice chills down my spine. She is probably one of the best vocalists, male, female, I don't care. Oh, hands down. Hands down. I seen them a couple of years ago with Cheap Trick. And. Oof. That's a good one. Yeah, and her, I seen Joan Jett, Hart, and Cheap Trick. Amazing show, amazing show. I love all, all three of them. Cheap Trick is one of my all time favorite bands. Yeah, me. yeah. You know, yeah. Ann Wilson's voice is just oh. like you know, in an age where all your old heroes are starting to struggle with their voice, and you know they've changed a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's changed absolutely, but it's still powerhouse. And when yeah. they do those acoustic sets, oh my god. I mean, I'm getting. You know, I know there's that YouTube video. I, I think what do they do? Stairway to Heaven yeah. for uh, you know Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. Icon or something. Yeah. They were getting, and it is unbelievable. It'll bring tears to your that's, eyes. That, so that's the one where Robert Plant's tearing up, right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. it is so amazing, just amazing. At a time, they were labeled as the female Led Zeppelin. I think back in the early days. Yeah, yeah, rocking stuff, man. You know, they carried it into the early 90s before, you know, everything changed oh, over. So 100%. you got you got three decades of stuff. And again, they're still touring. They're still touring. Yeah. You know, they yeah. had they had that little breakup there for a little bit, but they got everything back together. There's a lot of a lot of stories on them. Like you can see some YouTube stuff, you know, VH1 did some stuff. And it's a really, they just never gave up. Nope. And they just kept nope. hammering away. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And they caught yep. a lot of criticism for a lot of different things. I mean, some stuff yeah. that just didn't even make sense. Like, I mean, just listen to the music. There was no two ways about it. Even their, you know, the real big stuff somebody else wrote in the 80s. Yeah. That big, you know, and they weren't real excited about doing somebody else's stuff. But they brought their persona and attitude to it. And again, you know, back then, nobody really knew or even considered. They just like, Hart's got some new stuff. And it's a powerhouse stuff. Yeah. It's great stuff. You know what I mean? Unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. That's definitely something there. All right. My next one is the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Listen, I mean, again, here's somebody, 75 million records worldwide sold. Are you kidding me? powerhouse vocals right she brought that gospel flair and basically laid the groundwork for what that r&b soul was is can be i mean this is just like on billboard she had 112 charted songs she got 17 top 10 hits that's just in the major market but she had like i don't know what it was 20 r&b number one songs right because you know how they they used to i guess they still yep. do split up the charts like yeah by, i think yeah, so yeah really yeah, I think split so. it up mm-hmm. but back then those charts really meant something they actually yeah, they converted did. into album sales and tours and bookings and not like today it's it's way different than today but i mean 75 million records again in a society where we didn't have the internet, where we didn't have right. FedEx. Right. This is right. this is somebody who's doing it on, on merit. She had so many hits. And she had that resurgence in her career when the Blues Brothers brought her in in 1980 oh, for the yeah. movie. You know what yeah. I mean? And... <laughs> She had, uh, I, I think it was three successful albums in a row in the uh, you know early to mid '80s and stuff like that. Basically, until you know until her passing, she went to the very end. Man, she yep. she announced her you know last tours in 2017, but had booked shows into 2018, but wound up canceling them due to doctors' uh, you know orders or something. But she had planned to go till the bitter end, man. And she, 
that is someone too when you hear her voice you or you know when you hear music and then you instantly hear her voice you know as soon as she starts singing you're like oh yeah 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 you know who it is yeah you know who it is it's a signature sound yeah. there's a there, like i said she took that gospel you know because she started out as a as a gospel singer basically i think she was on um I don't know, was it Columbia or something like that? I think it was Columbia. She did the gospel stuff. I mean, she it did well, but not like, you know, and then she did kind of like a crossover. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then yeah. stuff went, you know, crazy, crazy. So what she did for women in general, especially during the, like when, you know, in the 60s, during all yeah. the upheaval here, kind of worldwide with Vietnam and here in the States with the, the civil rights and all that stuff. She stood the test of time and she demonstrated that still in this country, if you had a dream and you had talent, talent cannot be driven down or held down or, or, you know, dismissed because of, you know, people's stupid thinking. I mean, that's just a, you know, the nicest way I could put it mm-hmm. here. We, we want to keep that uh, PG rating. But she had this charisma of cool, <laughs> in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like when she hit that mic, she there did. was she a really charisma did. of cool. And you were captivated by the voice and what that was doing at yeah. that moment. Right. You know, and, you know, I mean, I do know over the years personally, you know, she struggled with some weight issues and, and other health issues. And a lot of critics would, you know, and again, just like kind of like Ann Wilson, people just kind of focused on the wrong thing. And I, I, I never could understand that. Listen, it is what it is. What are you going to do? But you can't dismiss yeah. the talent. I mean, why discuss anything else if the person is, is so talented? You know, it's the old saying like your parents used to tell you. Don't judge a book by its cover. That's, I mean, what are you doing? You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. like, listen, a lot of the old classics, they just had a solid cover there was with a little title on it. There was no picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's right. I mean, we, you're like, oh, man, look at this big book. There's no pictures in it. Look at that, that crappy-looking cover with all the mildew over it. And then there's Moby <laughs> Dick in there. You know what I mean? Or Hamlet or, or whatever the case may be. So I, I just don't – I never could understand that thinking, you know? Listen, I go through the same thing. You know, I get people, hey, you look taller in your pictures. Well, does that take – just because I'm short, does that take away from the fact that, you know, I'm writing music and I'm out doing what I'm doing? So you're not going to like me because I'm short? There's the door, buddy. Now, that may get me into trouble, but, you know, anyway, to me, she's got this charisma of cool, man. And 75 million records worldwide, that's cool to me. I mean, you can't ignore it. You just can't ignore it. You can't ignore it, man. Nope. You know what I mean? Nope. Jake and Elwood loved her. I love her. (laughs) If Jake and Elwood loved her, she's got to be badass. That's right. That's right, man. Let's show some respect. That's right. You are listening to The Cosmic Voice with your hosts, Chris Natalini and Mick Michaels. What do you got? What's your next one? My next one is sometimes referred to as the queen of rock and roll, and that is Tina Turner. Oh, man. I agree with you. I agree with you. Her voice, you know, she had like this um, like this blues kind of voice, but it was big man and you know again you know and we talk about it a couple times already you know an african-american during that time and she just was she was a jet setter there was something about her she had it all she had charisma she had the looks she had the voice i you know th- and this is even 
after you know her and Ike split up, like you know when she kind of went solo, right. you know, and, and that's pretty awesome too. If you think about it, like her and Ike had success, and then they split up, and she moved on, and again, you know, just skyrocketed. Of course, you know, got really huge during the eighties. It's Tina Turner, man. Like, what else do you say? I mean, she could rock with the best of them, and and you know, she was a powerhouse. Right. She had it all. She had it all. She had it all. I mean, she she was she was a complete package. I've said this before. She's rock. I like Creedence Clearwater Revival, but she rocked Creedence songs better oh, than Creedence did. I'm I mean, 100%, and when she, man, and, and when she's moving and shaking, you're full attention. She had listen. You talk about she had this added that charisma, that attitude. She had grit to her. Yes, right? there was something. Yes. There was just something so almost dirty about it right and you were like yep. i'm loving yep. this and this is this is amazing you talk about a comeback her comeback in the 80s you know with what's love got to do with it. she was 42 and at that time a musician was considered old outdated should be retired taken out and shot not to yep. mention that she was a woman at that time they didn't want anything but she came back and she hit it and when you think an African, of an American know, woman, yeah, and you know when the word yeah. diva became popular in the '90s, when you thought of diva, like in the early days, it was like someone who had that charisma, that powerhouse. Yeah. You know, you thought of Aretha Franklin, you thought of Tina Turner. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Later on, diva became somebody who was, you know, more of a pain in the ass than anything. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, with this attitude of, you know whatever but to me that's what you think of and she's just amazing and you know her her fan base is so supportive and she's phenomenal in concert man i mean just you know the last time that she was through the philadelphia area it was just it was it was unbelievable it was non-stop it's just crazy i mean like i'm telling you and as a heavy metal guy yeah. her hair was always the best and like i've said this before she could have fronted a metal <laughs> band man she because she just was badass and nobody can rock yeah. heels like her. Nobody. No, no, no. And, you know, she made sweating look good. Yeah. I'm telling you. And it came, like, there was a picture of her, I, I remember, like, she's shaking in this thing, you know, and it's like almost like a flapper type, you know, 1920s yeah. thing. Yeah. And not only is, is that, like, the, the dress just, like, all over the place, but there was sweat just pouring out. It was almost like that flash dance type of thing. And you're like, that is just so badass. She don't even need a towel. Yeah, you know? yeah, she, yeah, yeah. It was She's, just she was. Yeah. I mean, her music man. was really cool. It, you talk about soulful music, music that had like substance to it. It just wasn't, you know. Even the song she did for, you know, Beyond Thunderdome had some punch to it. You know, we don't need oh, another yeah. hero and yeah. all that kind of. Stuff. I and, thought she was really. She's, cool. you know, she she sang with this like an attitude, and not like an attitude like I'm better than you, just like an attitude of where like you can't mess with me. You right. know what I mean? Like there was something in her voice that when she sang, you you just it was like a punch in the face. You were just like, I, you know, you can't touch her. You couldn't mess with her. Yeah, she. I, I was going to about to say it. she didn't come to mess around. She she was delivering no. the goods. No, right? Yep, delivering yep. the goods. So yep, I agree with you, hundred percent. What you got there, buddy? Well, my third choice, Queen of Pop, Madonna. I can't, oh. I, you know, again, like now I, I've taken some things and I, before I go any further, I just, my choices are based on artists prior to 2000, right? Because I think the industry made a big change by then, but a lot of the artists were still kind of pushing through, right? They were still brand names at that time before a lot of the new guard had completely taken over. I'm not like kind of dissing anybody in a sense, but I felt that I wanted to pick artists who I felt paved the way for those artists who followed. 
And this is again oh, not sure. to take take away from anybody or, or lower on their you know modern day type of contributions, but to again, like I was saying earlier, that our younger generation seems not to know about things in our history, whether it's worldly things, you know, national things, or you know, even in, within the music business. So you know, again, I just want to highlight some of them. And, that, and again, these are just my choices. They're not um, you know they are what they are. Madonna is the fourth highest selling artist of all time following Elvis, the Beatles, and Michael Jackson. You just can't deny that. I mean, there's yeah. just considering today's standards, you're like, well, Madonna seemed tame, right? But back then, she was pushing the envelope of many things religious connotations, yeah. sexual yeah. Oh, yeah. connotations. Yeah. I mean, just society taboos, right? Uh, she did it not only in her lyrics. And in her movements, but in a lot of her videos, there was some, like, almost subliminal stuff going on. She was tapping into, you know, the underworld of certain ways of living, alternative lifestyles, things like that. And the other thing that I liked about her is she constantly reinvented herself. Now, again, by today's standards, she may seem like she's outdated, but you're talking about somebody who, the fourth best-selling artist of all time, under two solo artists and a supergroup. You know right. what I mean? Right. Um, so right. she was doing it at a time where it still wasn't the norm. It may have been too risque. Because if you think about it, if you go the other route and look at bands or groups or artists at that time, at that early to almost mid-80s, like the Mary Jane Girls, you know, Vanity Six. I can't think of the other one right now. But they were pushing the envelope with sex appeal, but the music didn't have as much substance. And they were short-lived. They burned out very quickly. Right? Where Madonna just kept pushing through. I mean, there was some substance. Now, I remember even by the time she came out with Vogue and the album following, you know, when when she did that movie. I forget what it was called, but uh, I actually went to go see it. Desperately Seeking Susan? No, no, no. When she did that movie that followed her behind the scenes... Like it was oh, in the oh, early oh, oh, that yeah, documentary, yeah. That okay, documentary yeah. type film. A lot of yeah. people were like, like there was critics that was like, we know she's a good singer, but she still hasn't shown us yet. I'm just like, well, listen, I don't know if that's, you know, again, is it about being the best, best? Like, I mean, like if you want Pavarotti, you go get a Pavarotti, right? Yeah. If you're looking for that, mm-hmm. right? But we're talking pop music here. With pop music, there's always been a balance or kind of like yeah. maybe an imbalance of it's about a package deal. If you yeah. think about it, right, there has to be that right amount of look. There has to be that right amount of sound. There has to be that right amount of appeal. And Madonna had it. She used it all the time, 100%. And again, like I said, she reinvented herself. You follow her career. You know, she went from the boy toy thing to, well, she did that whole kind of holy thing, too, in a way, pushing those envelopes to looking like Marilyn Monroe, to the Vogue thing, and so on and so forth. And it worked for her. And it took her around the world. What people think of her today, that's not what we're discussing. We're discussing more or less what I feel that she did for music and for those that followed. I mean, like, again, somebody like Lady Gaga is able to do what she's doing today or, you know, what she did with those crazy get-ups and all that stuff. Now, I mean, again, you, you could tailor some of that back to Cher and Tina Turner and, you know, but pushing the envelope? Well, yeah, you know, Madonna did that. You started seeing Cher in the 80s really pushing the fashion envelope, you know, showing up 
you know, half-dressed yeah. at uh, the Grammy Awards or the American Music yeah. Awards or whatever yeah. awards it was, uh, you know, and, you know, in videos and things like that because you had to compete with this. And that really changed people's focus. It's like, okay, you know, kind of like what I think Michael Jackson did for uh, videos in terms of how everybody had to have a dance number with a group of people that kept the, you know, he gave music movement, visual movement. Yeah. I think Madonna kind of did the same thing. She kind of created a fashion around it, in a sense. You know, she inspired people like Britney Spears and, like I said, like Lady Gaga and, and Kesha and, you know, all these modern people. And again, this is not to take away from any of those artists because they set their own trends. Just like, you know, Taylor Swift and Beyonce, they've done amazing things. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking any of that away, but... Again, they're modern-day artists. I mean, if you think about it, you know, this is 30, 40, 50, 60 years, I'm talking, ago. When yeah. we were kind of still in the infant stages of rock and roll, right? Because it's all yeah. rock and roll, right? Yeah. And yeah. there was a lot of things where, you know, people, you know, people's faith, beliefs, and community attitudes kind of ruled the roost in terms of what people felt they could or couldn't do or what they could or couldn't do right yeah. i mean you know yeah like i said they pushed a lot and even in the 80s as much people think that things were open there were still a lot of taboos that didn't really start happening until certain artists started pushing the envelope and it became more and more of a norm and the shock value started to disappear so they had to do other things you know and which lent itself to other genres you know like the marilyn manson and you know rob zombies and it opened up new channels that you could be yourself but be a character at the same time mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. and shock people but in a good way yeah it made for a more interesting experience i think you know because a lot of times people would watch madonna on the award shows to see what is she going to do that was the one thing about Madonna that I really enjoyed. And not only did she always recreate herself with every record or every video or whatever movie she was doing, she wasn't afraid to do anything, at least as, you know, as far as we know, you know, on this level. She just did it, man. And she always kept herself in the conversation, whether it be good or bad. You know, she would do something bad, let's say, at an award show and people would be mad at her. But they'd be talking about her for the next three days. You know, if the award right. show was on Sunday, everybody's talking about her on Wednesday. Well, who's really the dumb one here? You know what I mean? Like, right. you know, she always kept her name in the conversation. And, you know, and then she does all that stuff. And then she does Evita. Like, Evita. You right. know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, Evita showed a different side of her. Just always doing, man. Just always doing something. And, you know, not afraid. Not afraid to, to shake things up if she had to. Oh, yeah. The other thing that I always liked about her is she she never made excuses. No. You know, nope. especially during those early times. Like, there yeah. could have been an easy way of, like, oh, you know, because, I mean, we live in a politically correct time now, and everybody has to maintain some type of reservation to what they want to say or do. Okay? Yeah. I mean, really, because yeah. you could be shut down in, in a heartbeat, and which is a huge difference because at that time... Though there were taboos to say, people were pushing boundaries. People started to embrace when people started pushing those boundaries because it's like it became more human, more yeah. human than human, right? So, <laughs> you know, and she just kind of like you said, people talked about her and she kept pushing on and she did more and she did more. Yeah. Now, listen, this is a business. So yep. a lot of that stuff was calculated. Yep. And again, that's good business. Good business is strategy and planning hitting your goals hitting your mark and then jumping off from that mark to a new mark and yeah. i think she hit it 
fourth best-selling artist. I, I know. You can't You, you, you can't, can't argue it. with that. You can't argue you with that. You cannot argue with it. Nope. You nope. know what I mean? A million people don't, can't lie. Yeah. A million people can't be wrong. Right. And again, in a time when there was no internet, I mean, internet as we know it, right? The internet's been around for a long, right, long right. time. But the internet as we know it, where normal people used to socialize and all that kind of stuff, you know, that kind of stuff didn't exist. So right. I mean, we've talked about right. it in our, you know, with our own careers back in the '80s. It was it was difficult getting anywhere, or doing anything. That's why so many bands became kind of you know niche markets. They were just pockets yeah. of scenes. You know, that one or two bands that you know every couple of years that could break out of that scene mm-hmm. and make a a regional spectacle of themselves and then a national. Mm-hmm. They were the ones that kind of went on to a you know greater thing. But how many big fish and little ponds were there? They were all over the place. So, yeah. you know, anybody that can do that, I mean, again, like I said, given the title of the Queen of Pop, so that to me is, you know, you're not the Queen of Pop, neither am I. <laughs> it's true. Very true. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. You got anything else? I do. This was my big one. So this is my, for me, what I believe to be the most influential woman in rock. She was known as the, you know, we're talking about titles. She was known as the godmother of rock and roll. She apparently influenced Chuck Berry and Keith Richards. She was born in 1915 and was recording in the 1930s. And that is sister Rosetta Tharp. Like I said, she's known as the the godmother of rock and roll. That's what she was known as, or the original soul sister. She influenced rock and roll musicians, including Little Richard, Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins, Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley, and Jerry Lee Lewis. She was known more of her gospel side, but there are times where she was also a guitar player. And, you know, we talk about being african-american star or musician during those times i mean think about it. she's recording in the 30s yeah. you know we talked about you know tina turner and aretha franklin and we're talking the 30s like here is this young black woman singing gospel playing guitar playing form of rock and roll she was just so inspirational and for those you know listeners who don't know who she is man you can check her out on youtube her stuff is on spotify it is very gospel oriented I mean, we're talking about the 30s, you know, and and that was the thing then, you know, when you sang religious songs and she's a guitar player and she had this amazing, soulful voice. I mean, it was only the past couple of years that she actually was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I think it's really interesting that some people refer to her as the godmother of rock and roll. Did she really start rock and roll? That's not really for me to say. But there are people who believe that she was one of the first. And and again, being, you know, recording in the 1930s, being born in 1915 and, and doing the all the things she had done is pretty incredible for that time. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, on a side note, Aretha Franklin was the first female inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame after correct yeah so yeah you know which 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 led the way to others i think there's 42 women now as of yeah as of Mm -hmm. 2020 42 women now that have been inducted still male driven male dominated but um, yes you know to be the first of anything is always a major accomplishment. Unfortunately, it took more years than it should have. But again, as we've learned over the past five, six, seven years that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a bit of a uh, click club and it's popularity favoritism type of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, and some people wonder how do certain artists get it and other artists don't and you know, so on and so forth. There's the debate on what really is rock and roll. And that, listen, if it's mainstream genre, it's all rock and roll. I don't care what you yeah. call it. It's all rock and roll. Yeah. And it all stemmed from gospel rhythm and blues. 
Yeah, yeah, and exactly. So, I mean, it was just an extension to where do you think we got, you know, where I don't know if we got it, but you know, where do you think it came from? That feeling, that soul, the groove, the, the backbeat, you know what I mean? I mean, come on, man. And you talked about it. We talked about it in another episode. You said that Judas Priest showed you early on that you could be a heavy metal band and still have groove with yes. those early, you know, like Starbreaker and uh, mm-hmm. those early records of theirs. Where do you think it came from? I mean, they were inspired by those that came before, right? Those rhythm and blues artists, you know what I mean? Those soul artists, which, you know, most of them were gospel born, right? And in some form or another, it influenced so much of what we do. And I don't care what anybody says one way or the other. There is a difference. You can have certain things that have no groove to it, right? There's no groove to that. There's no groove. I don't care what anybody says. There's just no groove to it. It's one plane. And then you can have stuff, like in my opinion, White Snake Slide It In album. That thing is, you know. Filled with groove. Filled with groove. I can't even, you know, I can't even talk about it. And again, I guess, you know, by modern day standards, there's other things. I mean, you could, Seven Dust had a lot of groove to their stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Where you think that came from, that groove and stuff. So, you know. Right, right. You know, listen, this list, again, it's not complete. These are just some... No, some, it's not. You know, personal yes. thoughts of who contributed what. But there are so... Listen, runners-up could be Dolly Parton. What she did for women in country, which was male-dominated, old yes. school, yeah. right? Yes. And she yep. changed that. And in my opinion, she did that early crossover. I mean, yep. now, you know, there's a lot of old-school country people go, oh, this isn't country today. This is, you know, pop country, and there's a lot. Yeah, there was so yeah. much crossover, right? And that's where the money is. But she did it at a time when it was unheard of yeah. for a woman. Yeah. Right? You know, with nine to five. I mean, she went from being a country artist to basically a pop artist who did country and, you know, got the star in Rhinestone with Sylvester Stallone. Right. I love right. that movie. <laughs> I, I know. It, I mean, you know, it was like a dud, but it's one of those movies. Such a good movie. Yeah, I, you know what I mean? You know, one, I like Stallone. I like Dolly Parton. And I just think that's a funny, that's a perfect 80s movie. It just There's just something yeah. about it. It's just one of those crazy yeah. movies. So go see it. It's probably on YouTube for free somewhere. <laughs> or, or Plex has it or something. You know what I mean? They play it at like 2.30 in the morning. Plex. Yeah. Is, is that what it's called? Plex or something? Yeah. You know yeah, it's I mean? one of them. Yeah. You got Tubi. Yeah, two, you know, so it's, you'll find it, believe me. Go go look at the classics. Of course, there's Pat Benatar. Oh, my you know, God, yeah. Who was an opera out. singer? She was opera trained. Right. Right? Right. You know what I mean? Right. You talk about, a, now again, a duo, like an unsung duo with, you know, her husband Neil on guitar oh, and her singing. Powerhouse. I'm powerhouse still to this day. I mean, it's just, yep. you know, yeah. it's just amazing stuff. And as she was pushing that rock punk type of, you know, end of 70s, early 80s, both in the look and the sound. But I mean, it was, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you, we could keep going. There's just so many. Yeah, there's so, so many, many people. So many. Even, yeah. in, even in today, if you, you know, you break it down to the to the metal world, you got Doro, what she did for metal. I mean, she yeah. gave she gave heavy metal hips. Yeah, I don't care what yep. anybody said. You were watching a Warlock video in the '80s. I know what you were <laughs> focusing on. I mean, I'm sorry. She gave hips to metal, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. All of a sudden, and, you know, Lita. You know, we talked yep. about before Lita Ford. I mean, yeah. she was you know heavy metal, amazing guitar player, great songwriter, yeah. great oh. looking. I mean, yeah. you know, oh, Joan Jett. 
I mean, come yep. on, we can keep going and on. And, and, we can keep and, going. And, listen, can... And, listen, in my opinion, Cindy Lauper, she's phenomenal yeah. in her voice. Yeah, I, definitely I, underrated. I was, a, I was a huge fan of Taylor Dane in uh, her voice. And the funny thing about Taylor Dane is she had, before that album that hit for her, she had six albums out before that under different names. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? She had yep. an incredible powerhouse voice. You know what yep. I mean? And I said it in another episode, like in the 80s, she was a favorite singer of mine, so was Dee Snyder. A few years ago, they did a, a little Christmas song, and I just thought that was the most amazing thing. Two of my favorite 80s singers got together. Who would have friggin' thought that? Yep. I wouldn't yep. have. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, man. I don't even want to talk about it. So I'm not. I'm done talking about it. We're done. And if you don't like it, tough. <laughs> And while you're contemplating that, make sure you check out some of our other content at www.thecosmicvoice.com. You can get all the back episodes, season one, season two of our show, our main episodes. Plus, you can catch some of our additional content with Cosmuck and Junk, our two space clowns, because... You know, you never know what they're going to talk about. And then you got Cosmos, top of the heap list, where we have a top five that our space dog, our mascot, so to say, he's not here tonight. I don't know where he's at. He's probably burying bones in the backyard somewhere. But he picks things that he likes to put in lists, and he barks them out, and we talk about them. Anything you'd like to add? No, sir. And I it, am good. You got a question? You want us to try to answer it or make something up to make you feel good? Because your name's being said on a podcast that two other people heard? Send a note to Chris. DM Absolutely. him. Abs- dial, D- D- dial D- something. Absolutely. Throw something through his window. Whatever. <laughs> Just get the message to him. He needs hit people to DMs. talk to. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hit the DM. Hit the PM. Hit the DMs. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what any of that means, but just do something. Okay? And share this with your friends, will you? Thanks so much for listening. This is the Cosmic Voice. Be sure to check us out at thecosmicvoice.com. Like and follow us on Facebook at The Cosmic Voice. You can find The Cosmic Voice everywhere you listen to online podcasts like Deezer, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, and so many more. Okay, folks, that will do it for another episode of The Cosmic Voice. Mick and I would like to say thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you next week. You're listening to The Cosmic Voice. Music, talk, and nothing but business.